If you haven't already, please get on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Slag Eye Podcast where you can get all the bonus Slag Eye Podcast content. Bonus weekly guest episodes, the audio only extra Slag Eye Podcast, my stand-up special pillow talk from the Ulster Hall and plenty more. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Slag Eye Podcast. My new stand-up show, Bits and Pieces, now has a poster in the studio at last. It's not Pillow Talk anymore, it's Bits and Pieces. Not only is it a brilliant song, it's going to be a brilliant hour stand-up. And it's online now to buy tickets. You can buy tickets from the Ulster Hall website, the Ticketmaster website, or just via any link on any of my social media platforms. You can get it. Pillow Talk, gone bits and pieces in tickets on sale now go fetch be like my dog fetch get it fetch put it in your mouth and dribble all over it the Slag Eye podcast is sponsored by the NI Takeaway Awards best burger takeaway 2022 that's right fat bastard burger you can see fat bastard burger is as the slogan says in the side Fat as fuck. I was actually going to say bollocks there to baby burgers, but it says it says something different. They've they've really they've really balled out on this box, this design. Too too many words, but the podcast is sponsored by Fat Bastard Burger right here in the kingdom of North Down in the High Street in Bangor. That's right, the number one burger in the country is sponsoring the number one solo podcast presented by one guy in the country too. Fat bastard. Cheesy fat bastard, porky fat bastard, and crazy for cock are not all things that you can call me. They're burgers, the fat bastard burger sale. And it is the spot for you. If you don't like, Ben, do you like thin pieces of meat in your mouth? No. no thank you. You like girth. And if you want girth, that's where you're getting it, a fat bastard burger. So what? go ahead, follow them on Facebook at Bastard Burger. That's bastard without an, an, the second A in bastard. It's bastard burger. Or follow them on Instagram, Fat Bastard Burger, again Bastard Burger. Check them out, tell them Davey sent you. They'll probably just not give you anything extra for free for that, but you know, it's nice to know. It's nice to help. It's nice to be nice. It's good to be grand. And there's nothing more I love in my mouth than a big fat bit of meat. Fat Bastard Burger. Eat it. The day one writer slice sponsor of the podcast is none other than Say It With Me, Ben. Modest Beer. Modest Beer. Correct, it's Modest Beer. Modest Beer is an independent brewery formed right here in Hollywood, County Down. They've got Pilsners, IPA, Stouts, you name it, Modest will hook you up. But they're obviously not going to tell you how good they are because, hey, figure it out. But if you want to try some Modest Beer and you want to know where the nearest stockists are, head over to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk or follow them on social media Facebook Twitter Instagram at Modest Beer Get after it Drink it I'm the slack guy You know what that is? That's an X-Man regenerating into more powerful form than's ever been seen before I have harnessed the power of a thousand suns I fought COVID and I'm back you thought I was struck down by the virus? No. I was only struck up by it. I'm, I'm up. I've risen. And I'm back. And before we started recording, you know what Ben said to me? He went, you've lost the power in your voice. 
I haven't. I've got the intensity. I've got the power. I'm feeling great. I can't breathe too good. But apart from that, fuck. It's good to be back. Welcome to the Sly Guy Podcast, guys. Last week's episode, I was in isolation. I was in my house. It was an audio-only episode because this is where we do the video, and that's basically the gist of it. But we're back. We're in front of the camera, and I mean, it's weird because the podcast I did last week, I did sort of struggle. Um, with talking, I hadn't been speaking too much because I got COVID, whatever. But now I'm speaking, I'm on a run again. I feel totally imp- I don't know why it tensed so tight there. I put pulsated so much blood into my muscles there, getting psyched up for this podcast. But it is what it is. And I'm back and I'm feeling good. You know what? Are you happy to be back, Ben? Are you glad to be back? Because it's been this is, I haven't seen you in how long? Like three weeks or something since the live podcast? Live podcast was the yeah. last. Was the, the live last podcast was, I mean, what, can I just say, as a producer, what, what for anyone that doesn't know, we did a live podcast in the Strand Arts Centre in East Belfast. Now, this was something that was very much, I want to say sprung, it wasn't sprung, it was sprung on us. It was sprung on us to some extent, because the Strand Arts Centre, they reached out and they said, Dave, Ben, do you want to do a live Sly Guy podcast in the Strand Arts Centre? And we looked at each other and went, well, I, I don't think so, because the last time we did one with Boytown, there's like 12 people, and we're sort of scarred about that. But they went, listen, we'll guarantee you a fee, which means if you sell no tickets, you'll make something. And we went, you know what? We'll dip our toe in the water. We'll see what'll happen. We'll go, we'll try it. Couldn't be any worse than that Boytown episode, because that was a real... That made me go, maybe I, I this shouldn't be what I focus my career on. Um, but... Lo and behold, we did it. And did we go and sell it out? There we go. Boom. Happy days. The Strand Art Centre. What a night. A lot of fun. Myself, Rory Woods, Aaron Butler, Billy Thompson. All in. Having a lot of fun. The audience, a lot of fun. Maybe some people are too much fun and maybe need to shut up. But apart from that, good time. And you know what? As as the Schwarzenegger said, I will be I'll be back. I don't know if he said it like what even was that accent? I'll be back. It was that like a Newcastle? I'll I'll be back, mate. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be back in there. It was a great success. And if you were unfortunate enough to miss it, if you were somebody that were like, I'll maybe get tickets on the day. No, you can't just get tickets on the day for this because it was great. You can go over to Patreon. The live episode is up there on Patreon exclusively for patrons. Sneaky behind the the curtain stuff. Now, I will say you know, there was a little bit taken out of the mm. of the edit, you know, because certain guests could be a little bit too cheeky. So my point being is, next time there's a live podcast, if you want to see everything uncensored, hard, X-rated, erotic content, you gotta go to you gotta go there in person. You gotta go there in person. And then also, if you want to even see it, just go to Patreon. If you don't want to see it, that's fine. Just just be be content with this. This is good enough. This is content of the highest. Uh, this is a man like Lazarus. Lazarus. It's not Lazarus. I, why am I speaking with... It's COVID. I'm sorry. I had a disease that's killed six and a half million people worldwide and I survived. I'm a winner. Okay? But, you know, I'm back and that's that's where we're at. But the last episode that went out prior to me getting stricken with COVID was a best of a guest episode, which again showcases the wonderment of Patreon so thank you to everyone who's joined up there we're nearly at a real milestone number over on Patreon so let's keep it on going let's keep it keep it trucking we'll move move forward how are you Ben anyway I've not seen you since the live episode how, what, from a producer's perspective how did it go for you from the live show um, mm-hmm. went very well it was good fun yeah. it's a very nice 
place to to be. The Strand it was like a nice venue. You know what? Again, the Strand something I don't want to talk too much about because I feel like it's a little secret that I've just discovered. I feel like it's a little secret. Shh, don't tell anybody because it's a really good venue. Don't want everyone going there. But yeah, it's a really good spot. It was a really good night. Um, again, like we said, we didn't have men- much expectation for the event because we again it's weird we sit here we do this we look at the listening figures which by the way ben i, I sent you some last highest i've ever been audio listens through the roof video listens guys could do better you know could people could watch more youtube couldn't they but again ben that's a new in the edit to make me look more spectacular yeah yeah it's a lot of work to be fair Okay, well, you know, there's plenty of people out there with, that would like to do the work, okay? So just you're on thin ice. You know, you're on thin ice, boy And you know what happens to people on thin ice? They get very cold because the ice breaks in the long run. Get cold. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I was delighted with it. So cheers to everybody that came, and, I mean, listen, there may or may not be another one in and around the summertime. We may or may not. We were, have been in touch with the, the venue about doing it again. So... Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then since then, I mean, luckily I got COVID after the fun events had happened. You know, luckily I got stricken down after the, the fun had happened. Luckily, I was able to... What all did I do last week before I got COVID? I did the live. I did the live podcast on a Friday. It's going to sound like Craig David song. Live podcast on a Friday. Then it was um, on set filming something I'd written on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. A lot of fun there. Thursday... Didn't see Kevin Hart and Lavery's. That was wild. Then Friday, I don't know what I did. Maybe I had a wee night off on Friday, did I? Or no, I had a gig. I had a gig. Saturday, saw Kevin Hart again. Sunday, went walking with my family. Went out, did some National Trusting. You know, if you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you'll know I like the National Trust. That's something I'm into. I did try to reach out to the National Trust to be some sort of brand ambassador, and they, obviously not using profanity because they're the National Trust, in a roundabout way said, go and fuck yourself in the face. And I went, all right, guys, I tried to help. Try to bring a new generation of people into your parks, but you don't want that. That's fine. Respect only. I'll still keep going. That's what you should do on the next live show. What's that? Try and fuck my own face? No, mine's Stuart. Just who's he? Still I may have COVID. I may have it. COVID, but hey, you don't lose it unless you do. Because I this is another thing. This is the worst thing, right? So anyway, I'll, I'll tell you how I got it first. On the the Sunday, I was out and I pushed a pram up a hill, and then I was getting up there. I was going, Phew. I am, and my first thought was just, I'm unfit. Which is totally conceivable. But then the next morning, I got up to walk my dog and I couldn't clear my throat. I was like, this is just not clearing. I cough, I'm sputtering, I'm hawking, nothing's moving. I thought, that's a bit sharp, I don't like it. Went home, just out of the off chance, did a COVID test, bingo, I've got it. Which I was like, okay, this is okay, because that was a busy work week. And then I have quite a quiet work week. And then a real a, the busiest work week ever this week. And then I got a call that the the thing I was supposed to be filming were like, no, we need you to come in and get like costumes fitted and stuff. And then COVID happened. I couldn't go in and I got sacked. I didn't get sacked, I got told. Well, is this, you'll tell, is this being sacked? They were like, listen, we don't want you to do this anymore. We want someone else to do it because you've got COVID. No, I won't call it sacking. Just very politely saying you're not wanted anymore. But you know anymore. what? Joking aside, the, the partic- particular production and those involved with it were fantastic in dealing with it because when I got told that I wasn't able to do it due to COVID I didn't cry 
did I cry a bit? Maybe, maybe, because again, this is my job now. I need all the work I can get because, hey, I've got family. And I was like, oh, this is a, a pretty big job. I'm not going to get it. I was like, oh, no. But they were dead on. You know, they were very sound about it, very civil. They actually seemed to care if I was okay. You know, I actually got a text today from one of the one of the production team, and they were like, listen, I know you're not. And they said, listen, no, we fired you, but how are you? And I hope you're feeling all right. And you know what? In the world, sometimes just being nice goes a long way. And I remember that. You know, I remember that with these people. I'd be like, you know what? That was decent of you to do that. Did that get you all choked up getting that text No, message? COVID got me choked up. I was choked up because I still, although I'm negative, I still have, why am I Donald Trump? Although I'm negative, I still have some symptoms. You know, there's still some. And you, you as a guy who have, you've come out the other side, Ben, of COVID before. Yeah. And whoever that COVID, car- I mean, it's only so many times I can make that joke. But did you find that once you tested negative you were just totally grand or was there a slight period of your like a bit of like I was totally grand but even now I'm just quite breathless sometimes yeah but that's because you're like an old man now an old man or like a real dirty bastard a wee bit of both to be fair (laughs) yeah but I mean you definitely get hit with the breathlessness side because today this is the day like I tested negative yesterday and then today I te- obviously tested negative again which means isn't that the rules if you do like one negative test and you take another one 24 hours after you're free to go again do you need to do a negative test nowadays it's not just five days and out you pop yeah but you know what I'm not all about that I don't want to spread my germs I don't want to give people a sickness you don't yeah. have to you don't have to spread them though you can just oh no if I'm around your day you know, if, like, if I'm out I'm spitting I'm sneezing I'm licking you know I'm just I'm just delighted. that's how I get out I'm like a human dog I just go around I, I see someone I, like I, I like on the beach and I'm just sniffing their ass and I'm like licking them and you know all sorts so I would spread it but you know I just wanted to make sure that I was clear to, to go out and be out so my wife was like listen you want to be like genuinely I felt like you know in the Shawshank Redemption where he digs through the tunnel and he gets out and he's like ah oh, freedom that's what it was like but my wife was like well let's go for a walk with the dog we'll take the dog we'll take the baby the bigger the big girls in school will go and I was like that sounds amazing got down to the walk down to the beach feeling good then all the rule in our family which is so I mean this is for 2022 I'm abs- I'm appalled to be fair is that my wife will flat out refuse to push prams or buggies up hills I do it if there's a hill I'm pushing the buggy that's just her rules if you're going up a hill though what what body shape do you pick do you go upright or do you go proper like at a 45 degree angle get it all depends pumping? It all depends. Like if it's a like, when we went to play, Google this place. By the way, if you haven't seen it already, on when we were on holidays last year, we went to a little town called Clovelly, okay. And Clovelly is in, I believe, Cornwall, and it's like one of the most beautiful little villages. As I've said before in the podcast, one of my favorite TV shows, Devon and Cornwall. Always, always good watch. Have you found Clovelly, Ben? What do you, what do you make of that? Can you, can you put a little picture actually up on the on the on the logo uh, for people to uh, see? It looks lovely by the sea, but yeah, there's a man with a few donkeys, and they all look rather tired. That's rather steep. Yeah, it is steep. Now, when I say steep, it's so steep. Like, not only is it steep, it's cobbled. So. We had to go down these cobbled hills. I, 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 a wee spoiler, I didn't actually go back up it again because there's Land Rovers at the bottom to take people back to the top because, you know, stupid. When we got there, they were like, listen, we would recommend you don't take a buggy down here. 
And I said, okay, I recommend you fuck up because how else am I supposed to bring my fucking stupid baby down all these cobbles in my arms? No, she's not going to have that. She does this thing where she's like, you know, just like wants to get out of your arms all the time. I don't, and, and like, I would drop her. And it's so steep, she would roll from the top to the bottom, and that's not going to be good for a little. Like, babies don't even have bones. Hey, spoiler alert, startle. They're not bones, they're just cartilage. Little cartilage things that move around inside. Like, have you ever looked at a... a have you ever looked at an x-ray of a baby pen? I can't say I have. No, well, again, I hadn't either, but then I get into this, like, little routine of with my kids, like, doing, like, like swinging them around by their legs and their arms and stuff, and my wife is like, you do know their bones aren't connected and I was like, what do you mean? He go, they just kind of float in like an ether in some sort of like fucking purgatory within their skin. And I was like, all right, until they get to a certain age and the, the ball and socket joints pop in and all that shit, they're just like separate little things. So I was, she was like, no more ring around the rosies. I won't be a pocket full of posies. It'll be a pocket full of being in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. So stop it. So I said, okay, but I wasn't going to risk that. I had to bring my, and I said trolley. I put my baby in a trolley. I had to bring the, the pram down. But the whole time, it was like I was hold, like just try like I had to hold the pram, otherwise if I let go it just toppled down. It was that steep. It was almost like like doing like a kettlebell deadlift holding the pram the whole way down, and it, like the wheels were the bending of the wheels of that pram and the cobbles. Wild, and then we got to the bottom. Of course, I had a pint to celebrate, and then somebody was like, "By the way." You know, I was, I, like, I was really psyching myself up. I'm like, I'm going to have to just fuck this baby over one shoulder and a pram over the other and just plod up here. But then they were like, there's Land Rover, you can just fire on. And that was probably the happiest I've ever been in my life to do that. But again, I would have had to push the baby the entire way up because rules are rules. My wife's like, listen, Catherine's like, you push uphill no matter what. And that's what I do. And just because I've recovered from a week of COVID was no excuse today. I had to push the baby up the hill. And after about five metres, I was like, <laughs> you know, just actually snuck a little sneaky inhaler into the pram and actually was walking up. I didn't want to show weakness to her because any weakness she pounces on you, you know, and not in a good way, but like, we'd just be like, look at you. And then I, I, I took my inhaler. I made it to the top of the hill. I survived, but I'm brave. You know, I survived that, had my COVID, it's all good. Then I went around to see my mum today because obviously she's concerned about me. And if ever a person had said to me more in my life, your weight and your asthma, it, it, my mum, she, she said it once, she said it a hundred times. I was like, hey, I get it. I'm a fat asthmatic man. You don't need to keep telling me. It's just, I th like she was, when, again, this is the thing because whenever I COVID, for the week she was in Tenerife, so that was why it was an extra fucking stressful week because they were in Tenerife obviously Catherine's working being a nurse and that just meant I had to look after the, both the girls and it's hard to do wearing a mask in your house you know what I mean looking after two energetic little children I can't, I can't take anywhere to fucking burn off energy so what I did is I ordered a treadmill on Amazon and got two treadmills got the girls on treadmill ordered a third treadmill second hand of course for the dog and just set up three treadmills then I connected it to the electricity grid in the house so now I just get the kids just fueling my energy and that worked a treat but it wasn't a sweet week so then my mum comes back from Tenerife I went around to see her today she was like see when I was away and again not that my mum's a dramatic person I just want to point out here as a disclaimer my mother is not a dramatic person Ben she's not a dramatic person okay never once would she be dramatic about anything she goes to me today I was in Tenerife and I thought you were going to die and I said to her and you you didn't come home and she was like well I mean no because there's no point in coming home 
if you don't die, like if you do, if you die, I'll come back. And then she used the phrase and repatriate you. And I was like, I'm not in Tenerife. You can't. I'm. I have not died abroad. You know what I'm saying? Do you get what I mean? But your mum thought you died that time you lay on the, the ground. Yes. How often does your she mum always think? You, th- how often like, does your mum she, think you die? She thinks. For whatever reason, I'm on death's door. Like, if anything happens, she's like, you're very fat. And I'm like, I, I've i got mirrors. I'm aware. I'm trying to resolve that now. But also, anytime I get any sort of sickness, you can't just automatically go to, I thought you were going to die. Like, what happens if I get a cold? Dead. You know, like, this is a concern. But the thing about it is, she. this is where it matters. She thought about coming home from Tenerife. She didn't until the end of her holiday but she thought about it and that is all that matters but yes yeah, she was just like and it's just your weight and you know you're you know you're overweight and you know you're an asthmatic I'm like hey yes but at the same time who's laughing now me because I be COVID and my mum hasn't caught it yet so I can't wait for when she does I'm going to go around and go your weight and your asthma and see what she says about that but um no, I'm glad to be. I'm glad to be out the other side of it. I'm glad to be, you know, and by say out the other side of it, I'm glad to be out of the house. It was definitely fucking boring. And also so sly because when Catherine had COVID, she got to go and live in my parents' house for a week with a fire stick and books and just relax in this like nice space. When I have COVID for the week, full children to look after. And it was just not pleasant because I don't know about you, Ben, but I found it to be very picky and trophy. Like it would be, I would be okay. And then all of a sudden, my body would be like, you need to sleep immediately. Yeah, that would happen downs. And then there was times where I felt like I was going to vomit. Just, I don't know whether it was just because I just had time to think about what my life had become or I thought about the job that I've just lost. And I was just like... <laughs> but there's times like, I'm going to be sick. And then the headaches were just terrible. Like, you know, you're a headache guy. You get a lot of headaches. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very keen on the headaches. But COVID headaches, not good. Just not good. Mine only last about 24 hours, but this was like nearly three days. Well, I mean, when I get a headache, I think it lasts about an hour. So for a headache to last 24 hours and then a week, that's concerning. If you want, I know somebody who x-rays kids like, so you can see their bones floating in the ether. So if you want, I can get in touch, see if they'll x-ray your bones to make sure everything's ticking over all right. Because could, what could be happening is your brain could just be loose inside your head. There's that possibility, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Patreon episode. We get our, hey, listen, get our brain scan. Why don't I do? I, I if the patrons want to see it, would you be up for me doing a brain operation on you? No, a scan potentially, but no an operation. An operation. I have all that. I believe it or not, you might find this hard to believe, but I have the tools to carry. I I have the the necessary tools to carry out an open head. That's what's called open head surgery on you. The physical tools, not the mental. Ability well, I have a hammer and a screwdriver that I'm sure I could, That's all you need. I could crack in, like, you know, I could crack, crack in, in your bones. Yeah, exactly. I have a spoon. Just crack Just in. Just crack in, there you go. And I mean, think that people would tune in to do that. Now, the only problem with that may be that your ability to, like, edit the podcast might be sufficiently depleted. Yeah. If you have any tech issues, you might be a bit snookered. Yeah, like, my everyone knows my tech issues, and they're just, when the computer's open, there's tech issues. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's kind of where we're at. But look, it was okay. That was the start of the week then. I thought, you know, as I'm getting to the end of COVID, I thought everything 
in the the garden was rosy. You know, I got over the fact that I wasn't working this week. I been I thought, my, you know, because what is it? Everybody says is like when one door shuts. I mean, this is the difference between me and my mum again. Not to be a dramatic person, I said to her. When one door closes and she goes, it slams in your face. And I went, no. And then you die. Not and then you die because you're fat. <laughs> All right, mum. You know, when one door closes, it slams in your face. And then it's, it, what it happens when it slams, it startles you. And you go into cardiac arrest because your wee fucking tubes are all full of fat. You big fat peg. <laughs> all right, mum, thanks. Oh, and you've got asthma too. Yeah, cheers. But what I always say is when one door shuts, another one opens. Otherwise... You, you burn if the house is on fire I don't know I'm losing losing track of the analogy but my point is I thought like when one door shuts another opens so I have uh, a project that I need to get written by the start of May so I said to myself hey I'll use these days where I would have been filming to write and then I was happy I was content I was zen and I get a letter through the post saying I have to pay a charge on a parking ticket from September now look at are you over there nodding your head like in disapproval no, of me I was shaking my head at the parking ticket good because this is the biggest if ever there was something you know what I just want to give this to the parking people I mean that I mean that because this has been an entanglement of the highest degree what had basically happened um, was right the, I'll go back to the day in question I go. I get into this car park, right? I always use an app on my phone, a parking app, just park. Do you is use it? Is this Bangor Belfast? Hollywood? No, I can't even say it. It's the second worst place behind Lisburn. Arts. Right? So many arts. Yeah, I, I know. And I park the car. Be in the skies, hopefully. Yeah, whenever I go to Ards, I do I do disguise myself. I'm not going to tell you what the disguise is, because then if I'm ever back there, look at me. But big shout out to Knots and Ards, by the way. Great food, tremendous place. Lots of good shops in Ards too. You know, maybe I'm changing my tune a bit. Ards, Ards is not bad. It's no Lisburn, okay? But whenever you work there, you know, you don't get enthused about it. You know what I'm saying? But headed in, it was the morning. I'd actually gone, done a wee bit of work before I went in. Landed to the car park, opened up the, the app, went to, and for some reason it wasn't connected. Have you ever had that in the parking app? Yeah, it just doesn't. It's just annoying. Doesn't work. It's annoying, isn't it? It's fucking stressful. So, obviously, things were a little bit, as they say, for my Irish-speaking friends, COVID-ish, or for anyone who speaks English, it was COVID times, right? So I was like, right, only thing I can do here is go old school and put money into the wee meter and stick a sticker on my window. That's what I have to do. So I thought, right, okay, I'll go, but obviously I have no cash on me. So I went to a cash machine, got a ten pound note out, then went into a wee shop. To just buy, you know, probably fucking loads of food if you're my mum. Like, probably went in to buy as much food and full fat coke as I could get. To just get fatter, right? So I went in to just get something to break the notes so I had coins. To get this. Then as I'm standing, there's a bit of a queue. I'm standing there, I think, you know, because I'm a panicker. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to get a ticket here. So go back in the parking app. Put the parking. It's working. Bingo. Maybe it was a reception issue. Wasn't connected. Went on. Adam a parking. Still bought the food. Actually bought more food because I didn't need to change anymore. And then after that, went to work for my day. And then when I finished work, went back to my car. No ticket in sight, nothing. All good. In the hood, went home. 
thought nothing more of it until like a month or so later I get this like charge thing through the post being like you and uh, this is uh, the voice that I read that I read it in you owe 135 pounds mate and I was like well I don't because I haven't and I went you do mate and I looked at it it was like you can go on to appeal like there there was a, th- a thing where I remember you can go on to appeal tickets I went on to this like put my wee code in that was on this fucking letter and I couldn't appeal it it wasn't like it had gone beyond the time when you can appeal it but I didn't get anything I didn't get a, a ticket I didn't get a letter to say you owe us this straight in the 135 pounds so then I rang them raging to be like listen because this is the thing that's annoying right see you know four minutes I got the ticket at 10.41 the ticket was, was apparently put in my car and I had paid from parking from 10.45 so I had been in my car probably the time it took me to leave the car go get money and stand in that queue anyway they, they apparently hit me with a ticket and I rang them and were like yeah you need to go and get like a solicitor to sign a form this is great podcast content I'm sure get a solicitor to sign a form and then it goes back to the way it was and then you can appeal it with your information and it'll be grand. So I said, thank you, do that. Inconvenience because of the pay a fucking solicitor now too. But anyway, went, did that, signed it, sent it off, got a letter back to say, hey, your appeal's been accepted. You can now appeal the actual ticket. Went on, typed up, explained the whole situation as I've done there, attached the receipts from the Just Park app so the timing's all matched up, sent. That's all good. I did that, and I think I did that in January. Then, yesterday, got another letter on a Sunday on the Lord's Day the day I recover from Covid I got a letter to say you owe £135 mate and I was like oh no and all day yesterday raging like just so angry didn't tell this morning came rang up got through to the people again I was like what is this and they're like oh yeah let me just check and this guy on the phone went and he was like yeah you were successful in your appeal so they've basically said hey you know don't worry about it so then I was like, well, then why have I got this thing? They're threatening me with, like, fucking my credit rating and all and clamping my car and all this shit. And then the guy's like, no, it's approved. And he said, but they've said you have to appeal it again. So I went, what do you mean? So I have to go to solicitor and do do the exact same thing that I did to appeal it again for you just to go appeal successful. £135, mate. How does it end? Surely if my appeal's successful and shouldn't have got the ticket, that's the end of it, wouldn't you think? So then I've, I, the, the guy was like, I'll put you through to the actual people that were dealing with it. So he put me through, then it bounced back to another guy, and he's like, oh, you shouldn't have put you through to those people. They don't take calls from the public. And I'm like, well, then why are they fucking with the public if they're not going to deal with the consequences there? And then he was like, listen, I phoned them through again. They've said they understand your situation. All you need to do, and I'm just going, I'm thinking in my head is nothing. They'll clear it. It's an administrative error write a letter explaining everything with all so I ended up having to sit today the one day I was free to get out of the house typing up a big fucking two page letter with all this detail about all this shit attaching all my receipts all my bloody paperwork pain in the hole and I had to send them a a letter in the post today and that's what I spent my fucking first day out of Covid so that's mugging me off and that's what made me angry and would you be angry too? yeah yeah, sure. and have I lost the power? Yeah, I, st- I still, I get what you mean. I don't have the power, but I still have the ferocity. Don't doubt me for a second. I have ferocity. You know what? I might not have the power to get it, but I could slap the fucking taste out of your mouth. Speaking of which, Ben, did you see the Oscars? I didn't see the Oscars, but I saw the bit that I think everyone's talking about. 
I mean, was that that um, Jessica Chastain won the Best Actress Award? 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this is the thing. Now, obviously, we're talking about Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. I, as somebody sort of who, as someone's not a comedian, what's your opinion on it? You're, you're, and again, you can have, we, we can debate it, we can chat about it. It's I think good. there's three ways to deal with it. One, laugh it off and then kind of go up backstage and be like, didn't appreciate that yeah. or whatever. Second, go up, take the mic and kind of just say, this is why that joke's kind of not funny or not yeah. hit the mark. And everyone kind of goes, oh, Chris, looks like a bit of a dick. Or yeah. three, go up and hit him and then everybody looks like dickheads. Yeah, you know what? A few things about the actual, like, first of all, my opinion is Will Smith, asshole. You know, that's above all else, should not have done that, right? That's my take on it. But the actual, like, isolating the incident itself, like, he walks up there and just, like, the the bitchiest slap ever. It was a good slap, to be fair. No, but it was like, like he, the guy played Muhammad Ali, you know what I mean? He's a much bigger guy than Chris Rock. This guy's not like, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. He's like, float like a butterfly, slap like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, he hit, like, Chris Rock's a small guy and he just made him go, eh. You know, that's, and, and like, and hands in his pockets. Yeah. Too. And hands in the pockets. Like, he, to be fair, he offered him a chin and he still could, like, if you're, if you're going to go up and you're going to do that, you got, you got to say night, lights out. You know what I mean? You got to be night, night, night. You know, you got to be saying, see you later, Chris Rock. But Chris Rock, in his defence, like this is the thing, as a comedian, right, that should never happen. If it wasn't Will Smith, if it was uh, like just a member of the, you know, it would have been per Chris Rock, you know, per this, that. But it wasn't because it was Will Smith. People were like, oh, well, what's this? He should never, Chris Rock should never have been hit doing his job. End of. You know, and there's so many things that can follow off the back of that. You know, and I think now, the, the worst thing about it was the joke itself so bad like it's like well, it's such like a, an old reference a silly joke it's like it's not even funny it's, and like for Chris Rock who realistically is in the conversation to potentially be considered one of the greatest comedians of all time that's a real bad joke and he like even obviously the slap's embarrassing but him watching that joke back as somebody who's done jokes before and gone oh no why have I said that he'll look at that back and be like oh no why have I said that do you know what I mean it's not a good joke because when I saw it I was like that's kind of a shit joke but then they were sort of like laughing at it and like this is okay then Will Smith came up slapped them you know what I mean it was like yeah you know not not good at all and it, it sort of annoyed me a lot now I just want to say that I I'm not I'm not I was never a massive Will Smith fan you know, I know this might divide some people's opinion. People love him. Like, to me, there's like, a, see if you're one of these people who, like, loves the theme song of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think automatically, just get put in a Hulk ship and sent just out to sea because, like, you know, the people I mean that are like they'll request it at a night out. They'll be like, the DJ, can you do that? And they know every single word. And then they yeah. rap it like as if it's cool. I'll be like, hey, no, it's not cool. You're in stop. You know, stop doing that. You know, it's not, it's not fucking cool. And then the same do that, and like, it's just it, it's insane. You know, and like for for Will Smith, surely that's going to be potentially what like would have been one of the the best moments of his career to win the best Oscar, the best male Oscar. 
you know, not the best male Oscar, but the best actor is what I meant to say. Yeah. I mean, they'd be my kind of Oscars, the Oscars. But um, for him to have won, like, that totally t- taints it. You and know, they're talking about taking it off him now. Well, they should take it off him. You know, like, why should he win? Like, well, the Academy are basically going, oh, that's fine. Like, we've hired somebody to present an award. Now, albeit the joke, not the best joke. But this is the thing. Like, when are we ever going to get to the point now where, like, I've seen some people online be like, fucking go, Will Smith. Again, if it was anyone else, yeah. like if it was just a normal person, they're going, lock that person up. They're doing this. You know what I mean? It's a disgrace. I think, though, if he went up and basically took the mic and just straight facts at him be like mm-hmm. yeah good joke my wife has this this yeah. is what's wrong blah 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 and then went, there's your mic and walked off everyone's just gonna stand there and look at Chris Rock and be yeah. like what a prick what a dick and everyone goes fucking fair play to Will yeah. Smith but go out and slap him be like you just all look like twats now yeah but then even shouting up at him afterwards and all but it's like yeah. what are you doing You mean? and then the worst thing was he goes up and he wins the Oscar and like gave a speech cried probably because he's like oh fuck this you know what I mean it's like he's like oh love makes you do crazy things who are you Chris Brown you know don't be at like and then for getting a standard ovation I don't know whether people actually genuinely bought into what he said or just give him a standard ovation because they thought on the way down he's going to kick the fuck out of me here <laughs> it's like whack. on the way down fucking bam bam you know what I mean it's like it was just so but I just think it sets a dangerous precedent now for going forward that you know, if someone doesn't like something you say on stage, does that just mean they can go squat and fucking assault you? Like, there, to me nowadays, this is where the problem arises in a lot of things. The basic, like, the science, like, this sounds ridiculous, but sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. As much as words can be offensive, they're only words, especially when they're being done by... A comedian. Now, this, I'm not saying the joke was good. It was not a funny joke. It was shit, really. But didn't warrant that response. Like, I, I have a four year old daughter, and I have been saying to her recently, it's not about the actions. It's about the reactions. It's not necessarily what you do, which can be wrong. It's how you respond to it. And like Will Smith, totally fucked up, and he must know himself that he's fucked up. And I just, I just don't know, like. Like for Chris Roxy in that moment, he must have been so startled, like after being hit, and then to be able to just continue speaking, like you could see he was like shaking, as you would be. But do you not think though that if he hadn't done that, nobody would have known? Obviously, people watched it, but so many people wouldn't have known about it. Like, yeah, it's one of the, like so he drew more attention yeah. to it. But if he'd sat there going, hmm, "Very funny, move on," and then after I said to him like that. Yeah. Like that. But here's another thing, like see, people nowadays get cancelled. Like the whole cancel culture is so fucking messed up. And what's appropriate? It's like you can't say. It's worse to say something or tweet something than it is to do something. Do you know what I mean? And like, like there's people that are like, it's like this common fucking desire or need for people to be affronted it's like rather like people need to find something to be oh I'm afraid like, how dare he say that about her yeah it was a dick move but that doesn't warrant a man physically assaulting you because that's what happened you know he, he Chris Rock was assaulted for something you know he said and it's just it's just fucking it's wild to me so you know yeah though if, if, if that's allowed then Ricky Gervais yeah. is fucked yeah, Next time he them, yeah. They're all queuing up to slap him. Yeah, but that's the thing too. A lot of people don't realise that co- 
like the intention is always to try like the joke was bad but he's probably trying to get a laugh maybe I don't know whether Chris Rock knows the Smith family or anything or what the background with that is but you know I think just the whole thing just was it was it was hard to watch I found like I didn't think it was great at all you know people like this isn't really funny this isn't nah and like when it's like oh I want to he was defending his wife you'd be like there are other ways to do that do you know what I mean like you say if you're going to, like, you're in the window when the fucking best actor, just go up afterwards and be like, you know, think of something to say to him. And then, of course, the Denzel Washington quote being like, you know, the devil comes for you when you're at your highest moment, you know, and gets you. That's just like, oh, no. So I don't know what will happen next, but it does, as a comedian, I think you should be a lot, like, comedians are humans too they don't get things right all the time. The intention I know always is to try and make an audience laugh, try and get a laugh be funny that's always the intention it's not to go out certainly to, to offend somebody but like again Will Smith won the best actor after smacking somebody in the face do you know what I mean like you're given the award but the academy were like right the same academy who took who blacklisted Kevin Hart from hosting the Oscars because of tweets he sent because people might have been because people may have been offended you know, people may have been offended by what he said. Now, what Kevin Hart said in the tweets, not good, didn't age well, definitely wrong, but enough to be like, you're sacked, you're cancelled, yet somebody can physically assault somebody in front of millions of people, and they're like, dead on me, you shouldn't have done that, but at the same time, here's an award for you, mate, you're the best, and then he's like, oh, I just, I, uh, sometimes people, and it's like, fuck off, well, you're fake, you're a fake guy, you know, for years you have this opinion of being this like facade of being a good guy. You're a piece of shit. You shouldn't have done it. It's a disgrace you did, and also disgrace the uh, the Oscars didn't slam dunk a guy straight up. Security, why aren't they going and like getting fucking straight out of the, yeah, the but, area? But if you're if, if if Will Smith walks up on stage, it's, you're not gonna you're not gonna expect you're not gonna him gonna to do st- that. You're not gonna walk in and go. You're not allowed in the stage. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck Will Smith. That's what that's how I feel about it. And you know what? The thing that I thought straight away, this is a comedian brain of me, was that when that happened, my first thing wasn't, oh, is Chris Rock okay? It's like, he is going to get such a good bit out of this. That was my first thought. <laughs> this bit he's going to get is going to be so... His whole new show will be called, like, something like, you know, like, Slap Silly or something. There'll be something to do with Slap. It'll be, you know, and everybody will be wanting to see what Chris Rock's going to say about it, and they'll want to go to a show. And... I'm sure it will be very funny, but I mean, if I was Will Smith, I'd be obviously, of course, but he, I didn't apologize to Chris Rock, so no. I would be apologizing to him and also thanking him for not pressing charges. Because if it was me, I'd be, I, I'd be a little bitch. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely, PSNI, get him, get the guy. Where's your evidence? Uh, look at this, you know. And it's like, you know, and again, like that's that's what what, what Catherine said to me. It was quite funny. She was like. You say worse about me in your sets. I went, hey. But again, you know it's a bit. And what is the intent behind it? But this all brings us back to this whole new uh, law that's being talked about now, being like you can press charges to be someone if you cause offence under the hate speech, which is just going to make things ridiculous. You know, it's going to make the whole thing ridiculous. How close have you ever come to being slapped on stage? I mean, I think there's been times, you know, I think more so I've been threatened with stuff I've said on a podcast than mm-hmm. have on stage. But again, people neglect the fact that, see, when you're doing things, like when you're doing a podcast or you're doing stand-up, 
you get carried away in a bit. So, like, if you're just going on and you're telling a story as it is, it's not going to be as entertaining. So you get into a bit, you sort of get, you get your tail up a bit, you start saying silly things, you say things that in the cold light of day, you know you don't entirely mean. But then the amount of people that just take it at face value is silly too. You've got to realise that this podcast, yes, are more like the the real person. On stage, you ham things up. Of course you do. But people don't say that. People think, and that's part of the art of stand-up, to make it look like when you're on stage, you're doing a joke for the first time, every time. When You you could have been jokes you've done hundreds of times, but you have to make it look like it's the first time, as if it's just sprung into your mind at, you know, spur of the moment. Whereas it takes craft. You have to write it, you have to hone it, you have to try it, you have to do Do you know what I mean? And again, the intentions always get a laugh. You know, I think... In the moment, you can sometimes say things. You go, oh, no, I should not say that, 100%. But I don't think, you know, it's... Like, and again, obviously, I don't know the, the ins and outs. But see, Jada, Jada Smith, she looked great. Do you know what I mean? She Like, I was obviously not aware I didn't say anything about her, but I, I thought like, she looked great. Like, her hair, her hair looked great. You know, she's a beautiful woman. Like, and, I didn't, and, I, and I obviously didn't know there was a struggle. Maybe Chris Rock didn't. You know, that doesn't justify what he said because it's pretty sly. But if he just thought, hey, she's got a sweet shaved head and he just made that joke, you know, again, it's all about context. Like if he just was like, you look so, you go, well, that's a sweet one all over you've got there. You know, I mean, that would have been fucking far far more hilarious (laughs) if he had just gone up and be like, hey, that's a sweet one all over. And then, you know, there'd be no joke there, just a statement that would have been bizarre. But yeah, I just think that like you don't know what went on there. But what you do know is you shouldn't be slapped while doing your job. And it just worries me that there are people out there that'll think it's okay now to do that. So I hope security will be tighter in comedy clubs. I hope people realise that people because then ultimately, the, what happens if we go on strike? Imagine comedians then are like, "Well, we're not doing comedy anymore. Like, we're we're not going to try and make you laugh anymore." And then the next thing is happiness is totally gone. Like, where does it stop? You know, you got to protect comedians. Comedians' rights to make jokes are important. And, you know, when people get offended about things, just be offended. You know, deal with it in a better way. So Will Smith, I saw him slap him. I'm like, hey, I don't think that's the first kid he slapped. You know what I'm saying? And that's just me judging it. But, yeah, thank, I think for me, one asshole. And I just am excited to see what uh, Chris Rock's going to say about it. And I think, yeah, take Will Smith's Oscar of it and give it to someone else. Maybe give it to me. Because I got sacked this week too. So, you know, it'd be make me feel better if I got the Oscar. There you go. Yeah, and you survived COVID. And I survived COVID, which, by the way, COVID, for anyone out there, it's like, oh, I've never had it before and blah, blah, blah. COVID's like Michael Myers. COVID will get you. You might be running, you might be taking vitamins, you might be taking zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, the works. COVID's just stalking you from behind. Walk, I mean, walking slowly after you and eventually you think you've outrun it motherfucker will get you and it got me and hey listen I've come out the other side I have used my time in isolation to meditate and think and and you know really evaluate my thoughts and my opinions on, on life in general and I feel like I've come out a better person and I think basically what I'm saying is if you guys try to be more like me you'd probably be better people too um, and also Chris Rock press charges Um Right, listeners' questions. Think, you know what, Ben? I'm going to say this has actually been a real treat of a podcast. If I do say so myself, I feel it's been, 
a bit different than usual, but it's been nice. It's been nice to be back. It's been nice to be... (coughs) Pardon me, covering my mouth for COVID. But, you know, you've had it, like, anyway, haven't you? So we're all sweet. Yeah, I think what you have it, that's you good for life. Yeah, for life, like the NWO, RIP, Scott Hall, the bad guy. Um, But anyway, listeners, questions. Naomi Mitchell said Demi Lovato's at it again. Oh, no. It's been a while since we spoke about they... Oh, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato's ancient Egyptian artifact collection is clowned by experts. <laughs> An Instagram story over the weekend, the singer shared an unboxing video of a trove of ancient Egyptian antiquities. Antiquities, sorry. Antiquities. That's like that's like how Borat would say antiques. Antiquities. Um uh, antiquities, along with a certificate of authentic oh my god. A certificate of authentication. Authentication, yes. I started getting COVID brain. Authenticity, no? No, authentication, mate. Authentication, okay. I'm excited. Some really incredible things came in the mail today, they narrated. Um, These are ancient Egyptian artifacts identified as Anks and glazed Shabtis. They sound like something you get in a Moroccan restaurant. Can I have a portion of Anks and some glazed Shabtis, please? Um... Figure mummified figurines from ancient Egypt. This is what Demi Lovato has said. Some of these pieces are literally thousands of years old. Like what? My mind is literally blown right now. I'm so excited. Um, it's not illegal to own these things. Legal legal antiquities trade is valued at two billion annually. Wow. However, there's a significant trade elicited of illicit antiquities, which draws on looted materials from Egypt, Iraq, Syria, and Italy. Oh no, which. And within the trade, there are fakes and forgeries. So an archaeologist had written on Twitter, this paperwork does not look like there's any legitimacy behind it. They lack critical data, dates, and authenticity. So basically what's happened here is Demi Lovato just bought a little shit. That people are like, by the way, these are from the Egypt, the Egyptian times. And yeah, that's nice. And apparently they're sold by groups like ISIS. So ISIS are selling these. So basically what I'm saying is Demi Lovato is funding ISIS. That's what they're doing. They are funding ISIS. Um, and Demi's bought these fake artifacts from ISIS. And in a roundabout way, Demi Lovato is sending weapons to ISIS. We thought ISIS were defeated. Donald Trump said, they're over. I've defeated them. They're no more. But now, when you think, like me rising from the ashes of COVID, Demi Lovato is, Demi Lovato is single-handedly bringing back ISIS. Can I just say, just... Mm-hmm. Going back to our previous conversation with Chris Rock, yeah. you are a comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't take everything as, you know, strictly oh, no. what you're saying. Oh, no. You're standing over this, I 100%. S- Demi Lovato is funding ISIS, and Demi Lovato is bringing them back. There you have it. Listen, all I'm saying, the sweetest comeback of 2022. You never, the, the, the comeback you didn't think you needed. It's not the Venga Boys, nish, nish. It's ISIS, funded by Demi Lovato, and they're, they're there. Fake <laughs> trade. Sorry. I'm not to their beliefs line up, but you never know. What are you saying? That Demi Lovato has the same beliefs as ISIS? Potentially. I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing they've done, to be fair. I'm pretty sure ISIS aren't they them. Yet. Maybe that's what ISIS need. Their eyes open a little bit. That, that's why they went away. They've, they've gone away to have a wee think and they're going to... And they're transitioning as they're coming back as a new brand of terrorist group. <laughs> Listen, I mean, if ever there was a rebrand, I w- I'd be keen to see it change, would be change their flags and everything. the gender neutral ISIS. You know, that'd be, you know, instead of cutting people's heads off, <laughs> cutting their dicks off. 
I think you can't say that against it. Yeah, absolutely. I welcome it. You know, if, if I says that's a true ISIS and that's how they want to be, listen, respect. Um, Jack Reardon has sent me a question saying, who's worse, Putin or Nolan? Now, I mean, I'm going to straight up say Vladimir Putin is worse than Stephen Nolan. Stephen Nolan is... Stephen... Don't isolate this. Stephen Nolan is a genius. Like, he has got such a niche in what he does and like it's not Stephen Nolan's fault it's like it's the people that are the problem you know like see for years I used to think like certain TV shows that were getting commissioned that were not good I'd be like how do these people keep getting stuff like what's going on here and then I was like oh no it's something wrong with the system and then I realised no it's the people that watch it and love it are the problem you know whenever people always say oh when you come from oh Belfast is the best sense of humour no way, like, even people are like, it's an awful sense, it's terrible, terrible. And then, Stephen Nolan, these people, he just knows how to, like, set the fire to the Tinder paper, you know, he just knows what to do. And these people still bite it, see if people are just like, he's just trying to wind us up, get over it, it'll be grand. But the, the Northern Irish community and audience of, of people that listen to Stephen Nolan are all Will Smiths. Stephen Nolan's Chris Rock and the listeners are Will Smith. They're just reacting to what he's saying and he's he, you know, he does it every time. So, yeah, I'm going to say Stephen Nolan riling a few idiots up is a lot less severe than Vladimir Putin bombing maternity hospitals. Just saying. And now, if it transpires that Stephen Nolan has some kind of pact with Demi Lovato to help bring back ISIS then let's get that conversation going again but for the meantime uh, yeah Vipu is worse than Stephen Nolan Patrick Quinn I said do you think Will Smith took that joke about Jada bad or was it too much of a touchy subject joking about her hair loss problems um, Ricky Gervais got tore into the entire Golden Globes and didn't get slapped you know what yeah I just think that like it is a touchy subject, obviously, but then again, do you know? Like, I just, I, I've said about what I need to say about that, but at the same time, you shouldn't be getting slapped on stage for telling a joke. Again, sticks and stones, people. Words can have meaning. Your tongue can't be barbed, as Shakespeare says, but at the same time, you need to react to things. It's not about the action, it's about the reaction to that. Will Smith could have stumped Chris Rock, but he didn't. He, did, he could have stumped them but he thumped them bad choice um, and you know what people have different sense of humour there's times I'm at gigs and I see some people do jokes and I go oh that's a bit too much or I don't like that but I don't get so fucking riled up I'm going to hit them and just go you know what's it has anyone ever seen a, a roast before like have you ever like go and watch a roast like the the, the the intent and I just yeah I just think you know Will Smith should know better fucking idiot and take his Oscar off him prick you know, and, and maybe it's a case that there's stuff going on with Will Smith you don't know about. Maybe that was just happened to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I've seen some stuff in that Red Table show they do. And there's times I, I felt bad for Will Smith watching that. And then now I'm just like, hmm, but it wasn't our soul, you know. Um, John Joe Flood has said, you mentioned the new camera, etc. for the podcast. Are we going to be seeing the snake rat in full Technicolor every week now? I mean, is that something down the line you you would I aspire to? I don't think to? anybody particularly wants to see that. No, well, I mean, I, it would be awkward because you'd have to put clothes on. You know, it would change certainly that's, the that's dynamic the of the record if you had to wear clothes. Pay me a bit more, I can afford clothes. Well, listen, 
live podcast, the Patreon's on the up, listens are going up. Maybe down the line I'll I'll buy you some nice clothes. Or even just hand me downs. Well, I mean, I can like I mean, you're not as fat as I am, unfortunately, so I can't just give you my clothes. And um, but then obviously when my mum predicted that I die, you can have my clothes and you can make several items of clothes out of like you know, you could maybe like build it but you take this jacket and make a tent for your entire extended family. I'll be lovely, you know, thank get you. off the streets and do whatever you want with the fabric. What's my fucking I die. Mum's a bitch, isn't she? Like <laughs> um Robin McElveen said, What happened to Nordy Shore? It was of the time. Certain people didn't want it to be online anymore. I'm actually, to be fair, wasn't one of those ones that did one online, but now it's not there. I don't care. I'm happy it's not. Um, But it was nice at the time, but I wouldn't like to see it again. Joe Canavan has said, what's the stupidest thing you saw somebody do whilst in uni? And then he sent me a video of a guy jumping out of off a roof, trying to land on a hedge, but missing the hedge. Duh. Stupidest thing I have seen somebody do, do at uni. Um, well, I went to visit my mates in Glasgow once, and we did a thing called the Beer Bar Challenge, where you just have a drink of every single tap along a beer bar. I think there's like probably 25 or something taps, <coughs> including wine in the middle. So it was pretty wild. We went in there, and the, the barmaid brought us a bin before we sat down because she knew it was coming. Um, and I thought of doing that now would kill me. Um, AC has said would you ever have your wife as a guest in the podcast and why not um, well you know what I'm, I'm going to start earlier there and say I would have her as a guest I think that might be a Patreon episode down the line um, we get our brain scans done get, well she's a bone nurse so she could just help you know you know, she could definitely adjudicate my well, brain surgery I prefer her you. over you to be fair to do it why I would just give you a fucking pint of whiskey and then just get stuck into your head with a hammer and a screwdriver would be sweet well that that, that, that that would be why yeah I've got blue tack as well I wouldn't totally fucking oh, leave go, it you know it would be alright um, yeah I would have her in the podcast I think that's something that happened down the line over on patreon.com forward slash slag eye podcast Lewis has said Will Smith wanker yes um, Will Leckie has said if you were sharing a table with Will Smith at the Oscars what would you say in his ear when he returned to the table um, if he came back I'd probably go bit much mate I'd be like you've done it this time William <laughs> you know taking it to I'd be like be, that was a bitch you slap knock them out fist close fist like you know what I mean float like a butterfly sting like a fucking bee you remember or you know I would just you know I, I, what I probably would do would be this and just be like oh goodness me you know and to be fair it did look like you know he was laughing at the joke and then you looked over to Jada and she was like almost like you know a mafia boss it's just like ordering the head yeah she just nodded you know to be fair she looked like Ming the Merciless in that dress too but we'll, <laughs> we'll go there um, Oshie McClelland has said is it a free pass just because you're on stage as in you can say whatever you want this is an interesting topic I'm more thinking do you ever tone it down because you fear of repercussion you know what I think you it's not a free pass to say anything you want when you're on a stage. I think it's a free pass to joke about anything. I think you if you do if you joke the right way you can joke about anything. That's my opinion. I don't think you should be policing people's jokes. I think that's fucking stupid. I think um that the better comedians 
are aware of like saying maybe saying things but bringing it back you know I don't think people just go out and spew hate speech you know I think you're not a good comedian if that's what you do but I don't I don't think it's a free pass because you're on stage I think you should be allowed to joke about anything I don't think you should also be attacked doing your job I just don't think anyone should be physically assaulted doing their job unless you're like a fucking MMA fight or something in which case that's part and parcel but you know what I mean I think that 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 you should be safe I think that's not what's being done here um, and do I ever tone it down like I don't intentionally tone it down to have a fair repercussion there's stuff I've said to people on stage that again if you deliver it in a way that's not like if you do something and say it hatefully or like threaten somebody in a horrible way you know then it's different but I think you know I've never felt that I've had to tone it down because of fear repercussion. Now, there have been gigs where, like, I've gone to uh, an area. I'm not going to make certain jokes in certain areas or whatever because hey, I'm not stupid. But, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a free pass. I think that's a wrong way to put it, Oshin. I think a free pass is... It, it is just it's just justifying the, the difference between being a comedian and just being somebody on stage spurting whatever you want and I think that's the problem to be a comedian is a craft and I think to be an arsehole is not speaking of arseholes Ian Thompson has said who do you hate the most in the local comedy scene I think everyone involved is a total bellend but in your opinion who's the king bellend I mean unfortunately you've come in at the rough time here Ian you are you're the number one bellend you're a you're, you're ball bag and you have a long ball bag and that is the answer to that question Reezy Repairs oh, Chris Reezy has said have you recovered from Covid I am stronger than anyone else in the world I'm back I'm better and I'm stronger than ever and yes I don't have any power in my voice this week but next week I will be like Bonnie Tyler I will be croaky I will be raspy and I will have power and get ready for two little clips of your arse um, the Tomcat has said Dave love the podcast thank you Tomcat question your house is on fire <laughs> a terrible fire after you save your loved ones and your dog you have time to safely make it back for a final heroic dash to save one item. What would it be and why? <sighs> mm, I mean, obviously it would be my, my flashlight because, no, I think genuinely the, 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 the boring answer would be my computer because it's kind of like my source of income and work at the minute. So I'd say I can still podcast, still write. My computer would probably be the main thing. But if we're being like sort of sentimental, probably... My goldfish, because I mean, you said loved ones and the dog, but the goldfish are fried, you know. <laughs> Simon and Gaspard, I've got you, mate. Yeah, they are the names of my goldfish, Simon and Gaspard, is what it is. Um, yeah, or probably my, my, my daughter's bunny. She can't sleep without the bunny, and then if she doesn't sleep, fuck me, it's a stressful situation. But that's the listeners' questions this week. Um, again, if you like the podcast, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. I don't know what it is. Just look up Slag Out Podcast and subscribe via that. Get on Patreon um, and rate and review and, and share it. Your stories. The more the podcast shared, the better it is for the, the the podcast, and the better it is for the content. So get on over there, do that. Um, listens are an all time high. So thank you guys who are listening. Thank you everybody that tunes in and supports the podcast i appreciate it and i really felt the love when i was stuck in the house with covid there you guys mean more 
to me than you maybe think and I just appreciate it I appreciate all the questions I got and all the all the this, the support and the querying about my sickness now if you really want to show me love and you really want to hashtag pray for Davy, buy tickets to my Ulster Hall show do that that's a good way to do it um, and just before I go actually I want to speak about one quick thing um, a friend of mine is attempting a world record um, attempt and it's not actually um a joke it's a true thing my friend Brian Armstrong is trying to do the world's most half marathons in a year which at the current minute the the number one record for the most half marathons done or half marathons I'm, I'm, I'm it's a half triathlon it's not even a half marathon the the record's 24 half triathlons in a year and Brian's trying to double it and some he's trying to do 50 um, so that means it's a one and a half mile swim 56 mile cycle and 13.1 mile run that's a lot for triathlon and times that by 50 I can't do the miles that's a lot but Brian's trying to do this for the time for change counselling services it's for a good cause it's an unbelievable achievement we uh, are going to be supporting him and if you guys want to support him too follow the link in the description of this episode it'll link you to his Facebook page you can see what he's at if you want to donate you can it's a really impressive thing he's doing for a really great cause so guys support him good luck to Brian and we'll keep you updated as to how he gets on with uh, with the tri- the triathlons and what's interesting he's trying to do 50 in a year I will not do one in my life that's how impressive that is so big respect to Brian and follow his journey if I link below and guys Follow my journey by listening to this podcast again whenever you want. Listen to previous episodes. Get some more on Patreon. Have a nice time. It's great to be back. I'm glad to be out of the house. I have a headache and I need to go and take paracetamol. Take care of yourselves and don't slap comedians. Grow up. Bye. I'm the slack guy.